Hello and welcome once again to Rasslin' Memories Then and Now on Pioneer 90.1 FM KSRQ. We're online at RadioNorthland.org and you can also uh, pick us up via TuneIn. But if you miss us live and in the moment, don't fret because the website has all the episodes of Rasslin' Memories past and, uh, well, maybe here present uh, for this week. So don't you worry. Go to RadioNorthland.org. That's your hookup. I'm Glenn Broggin, along with my main man down there deep in the heart of Texas, where the mobile studio isn't quite the hot box this time of year, as we've now shifted into the season of fall or autumn. I don't know. It's kind of like couch or Davenport with me as far as fall and autumn go. But anyway, anywho, let's uh, give a big welcome always uh, to my co-host, the Grizzled Vet, Mike McCurdy. Mike, what's the temp like down there as we get recording today? Oh, man, it's a nice 75 today, you know. It's great weather in the great state of Texas. Like you said, we've gotten past the triple digits, so I don't I don't have to fry myself to try to bring some wrestling memories to the to the listeners now. So Yeah, I don't hear any sizzling noises in the background here. Uh, no, no. Kenny Boland does not have to worry about me right now. Yep, so you're off the uh, Kenny Boland prayer list, at least for the time being. Till next summer. Today, yeah, 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 May first, <laughs> whichever, whichever. Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, you got uh, we got another nice week of wrestling memories uh, then and now to get into, and we got a great guest, uh, a main event guest, by the way, is coming back. Uh, he's going to be talking about a big event that's uh, uh, going down here in the early part of October. But Mike, you know, we got to start off uh, a little bit, uh, of course, on a somber note. The whole show isn't going to be somber, but we do have to uh, acknowledge the passing of Road your animal, uh, Joe Laurinaitis. Oh, definitely, man. I woke up, you know, at the time of this recording, you know, this is a Thursday and he died uh, the day before on Wednesday. And that was the news I woke up to first thing in the morning. Got was getting my kids up for school, turned on Facebook. And first thing I see is the passing of road warrior animal. And, you know, it, it's sad. I had a chance. I had a chance to go to a show here just a few weeks ago and road warrior animal is going to be there. Cause he's been part of SWE fury and, Unfortunately, I couldn't make it, and that would have been the one opportunity I had to to meet the man. So, kind of now, I'm really kind of sad I didn't make it because you know he was a big part of SWE Fury down here. He was uh, he was Teddy Long, Teddy Long's general manager, and he's Teddy Long's enforcer. So, if anybody wants to mess with Teddy Long, they had to get through Animal first. So, you know, he was playing a part in a new organization down here. So, it's really kind of kind of sad to see him go. And you know, we were talking before the show, and uh, if Cauliflower Alley Club had happened this weekend like it was supposed to uh the day he died would have been the night that he would have received the the tag team award for him oh, and paul ellering and hawk and all that so kind of kind of a weird little connection there but yeah he would have been in vegas this weekend if Colorado club had been uh, going ahead of schedule wow that is just a crazy uh, potential could have been a crazy twist of fate there but yeah boy well, when was the first time, man, that you, you saw Joe Laurinaitis, the road warrior animal, uh, you know, the road warriors? Uh, when was the first time you had a chance to, like, I mean, not go and see him in person, of course, but when did you see, when did they hit your wrestling radar, Mike? Uh, mid-80s, NWA, you know, on TBS, you know, the Crockett promotion and all that, when they would come out with, uh, you know, they came out to Iron Man and all that, and he just, they came out with the shoulder pads and everything, and I remember them attacking Dusty Rhodes and putting a spike in his eye. And you thought, oh, my God, Dusty Rhodes is blinded for life. And, you know, I remember all that. But mid-'80s, you know, I know they were a thing in the AWA, but I didn't have a lot of AWA until the, like, late-'80s. So, for me, it was uh, the NWA. 
Okay, yeah. Well, for me, it was in around 1984 when uh, they they came up to the American Wrestling Association. I first saw them on uh, an AWA All-Star Wrestling program out of Winnipeg. I, we used to get the Winnipeg stations pretty well uh, with the antenna and during the cable years, but we watch a lot of AWA wrestling on Saturday nights and Sunday mornings after church or church programming on uh, the Canadian network. But yeah, seeing them, it was really, it kind of flipped the script uh, as far as the AWA goes. It's a really a big out with the old in with the new because they take the, took the straps from the what, Crusher and the Baron, uh, guys that were so beloved. And these guys were just something completely opposite of, of that, at least uh, gimmick-wise, image-wise. These big, brooding, muscular, you know, bodybuilding-looking. And then they had this aura of two of them motorcycle gang kind of combined with bodybuilding and they were just they run in and uh, it was scorched earth whenever uh you know there was a tv match a lot of the guy the enhancement talent uh got thrown around pretty quick uh when the road warriors were around but yeah seeing them and then having i remember them when they won the awa tag team titles uh we used to get like i said the winnipeg feed they had a feud with the high flyers before jim brunzel left uh the notable one i remember very well was with the fabulous ones uh steve kern and stan lane a uh, great feud up here uh really got some love uh they had a you know they they messed with some of the bigger guys there once in a while uh there was uh the the brief feud with Jerry Blackwell and they couldn't call him King Kong. So they had to go with boom, boom, Bundy there. There was a brief moment, brief feud uh, there. And uh, of course the free, the free bird feud, but that led up to them losing the tag team titles to Garvin and Regal and then ending up uh, back with Crockett. Uh, So some really good memories. That's what I remember. And I remember getting for Christmas, when the Remco wrestling figures came out, uh, my sisters uh, gave, got together. I uh, gave my brother and I the, the wrestling ring and the Road Warriors for our, our one of our Christmas gifts. And you know, I think I enjoyed playing with those Remco AWA figures so much, a little bit more than the, those big hard LJN figures. But yeah, that's what I think about when I you know I go back in time to think about my earliest members of the Road Warriors. And of course, you talk about the NWA uh, winning the first Crockett Cup in '86, the War Games. Who could forget the match beyond? And then, of course, uh, their big success in Japan, one of the first, one of the, not the first, but one of the big Japan American tag teams to, to succeed over in Japan in the mid to late 1980s. And yeah, all that stuff in NWA, WWF and beyond. Boy, he definitely leaves behind a, a, a legacy, a really great legacy of, of professional wrestling excellence. Well, definitely, man. You know, Dark Side of the Ring, they did the Road Warriors story. Yeah. But even today, the Road Warriors still have that aura about them. You would hear that music. You hear the opening, the guitar of Iron Man, and they would come out with the shoulder pads and the spikes and the makeup, and they would rush to the ring, beat the guys in like less than two minutes, and walk right back out. They had an aura about them. It was like Brody and guys like that. They just had this aura when they walked into the arena. You just felt the electricity from the Road Warriors. Well, you know that term, you know, road, that, 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 that term, Mike, that term, sorry to cut you off, that term, Road Warrior Pop, it means something. It still means something, and it's still a term mentioned by the boys because of the reaction that the Warriors received in, in the arenas during their, their big big run and heyday. Uh, you know, man, that's a pop that, that, you know, you don't get that reference if you weren't making that thing happen. Oh, most definitely, man. And you know, I think we need to get. I think we need to get hold of, uh, you know, George Shire, and see if maybe we can get together with him. Maybe we can do a retrospective on the Road Warriors, and you know, 
Animal and Hawk on an upcoming episode. Well, I'm, I'm sure George has a few things he could add to the conversation. Well, I've been talking with George, and uh, that might be uh, happening sooner rather than later. And of course, if now in the YouTube era, go out there and watch some of the Road Warrior stuff on Georgia Championship Wrestling when the when the team started to find their way together. I mean, it was a faction for a while, became Legion of Doom before it really came together with Ellering and Just Animal and Hawk. So definitely recommended viewing. Well, we got speaking of recommended viewing, there's a big event coming up here uh what in october on the third at uh, we have a guest on to uh talk about mike i'm gonna let you uh, handle the lead on this my friend because you found this we've this our guest who's a returning guest by the way you you were able to get him at the last minute i want to let you run with this baby and i'll throw in a little something here from time to time all right man sounds good today's episode of wrestling memories is definitely the now of uh wrestling memories because, you know, we're talking more about the virtual world of professional wrestling that, you know, we've gotten into in the COVID era. And, in fact, this gentleman was the one of the originators of COVIDCon. I don't know if any of our listeners watched that, but it was a two-day event. I watched everything over two days. Absolutely amazing. Uh, he's got wrestling bookmarks on Facebook every Thursday night where they come on and they have a conversation with different historians and authors. And, yes, on October 3rd, uh, to help benefit the Cauliflower Alley Club, there is going to be Collicon. It's going to be a, a smaller version of COVIDCon, same kind of idea. It's going to be on Fight TV, nine ninety nine to view. I highly recommend it. I've enjoyed everything this man's been able to do. And he's taken you know virtual and kind of made it the, the one of the new things here in professional wrestling. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're definitely going to promote Collicon. So I'd like to bring on our guest today, none other than Kenny Casanova. Kenny, welcome to the show. Hey. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime, man. You know, like I said, I saw that Collicon was coming up. I wanted to get you on, give you a chance to kind of promote it. So, you know, but let's start off with about that. You know, let's talk about Collicon a little bit. Let's give our listeners kind of the background of that and where they can find it, what they can expect on October 3rd. Okay, yeah, sounds good. I mean, originally we put it up for October 4th. We had that date planned for some time as uh, the Cauliflower uh, reunion wasn't happening this year due to uh, quarantine. And it looks like just last minute NXT takeover took over our spot, pardon the pun. Uh, so we moved, we moved it to October 3rd. And, um, but so any of the viewers that um, are familiar with COVID-Con, we did something like this before uh, on two different occasions where every 30 minutes or so we put a new historian or new wrestler or together um, on the screen. And fans are able to shoot questions over to them in a panel-type form. And pretty much ask anything. Anything goes. We have a moderator in there uh, that reads off the questions. Um, they pull a lot from our Facebook page as well as uh, they're going to have a hashtag from Twitter this time. And uh, I think the big one on this will be uh, DDP and Derek Bischoff and or maybe together overlapping. Um, we have a bunch of names confirmed. But a few things have been switched around since we went to the fourth and uh, back to the third. So a couple, a couple things are changing still as we speak, but I'm pretty sure we'll have a couple of huge name announcements and or surprises throughout the night. Um, it'll be at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Fight TV to benefit Cauliflower Club. Now, you know, like I said, you know, this is kind of the new thing, the virtual and uh you're kind of one of the guys that's really kind of jumped on the bandwagon. Like you said, COVIDCon back in, I believe it was May. That was an extensive, that went from like 8 or 9 in the morning until like 9 or 10 at night. I think one night you actually went till midnight. And you did that two days yeah. in a row. Yeah, 
And uh, we got so, to fight so let's TV talk about that a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, we're just trying to give something back to the fans. You know, everybody was stuck inside. Uh, I think most of the wrestling uh, insiders and people in the business knew that uh, the fans weren't getting anything product-wise, and this little bit that they were getting was, you know, the real uh, early version of the no audience from WWE, which looks like, you know, no no audience, no just pretty much a couple of people wrestling in a ring without even, like, background sound or, you know, sweeteners or now they got the Thunderdome and the whole deal. But um, so it was really bad. So a uh, buddy of mine, John Cosper, another author, said, hey, what if we were to, like, try to put something together virtual? And we started talking, and um, I had been looking to set up something we call Wrestling Bookmarks, which basically is uh, people like wrestling books and historians and that kind of thing, put a group together. So we threw up a group. Uh, we just started booking as many people we could every half an hour, and it filled right up instantly with all kinds of people. And uh did pretty well. I mean, like, we had people watching constantly, like, all week. Like, I think you said yourself when the show opened. Um, what was that like on your end, seeing – it was almost like a channel, right? Like, you turned it on, and there was a, uh, just a constant feed of stuff coming over the TV. So, uh, pretty neat, I think. I enjoyed it. You know, basically what I would do is, you know, because it was on, you could get it uh, simulcast on Fight TV or you can watch it on Facebook. I did yeah. Fight TV. I would, I just turned it on and it was kind of on about the entire day. Yeah. And it would be background noise. I might be in and out of the room doing something, but sure. you know, I'd keep an eye on the schedule and be like, oh, hey, I want to see this guy or I want to see this person. And, you know, you had some great guests too because you had guys that, you know, you don't normally see doing things like this. Like, you know, you had Sid and you had, uh, Oh God, some of the names on there. Tracy, some others on there. Guys you don't normally see or get a right. chance to listen to, you know, doing interviews and stuff like that. Especially Sid. I loved listening to Sid. I thought Sid was great. I actually asked <laughs> a question and, and got my question were, on there. Yeah, you know, the guests themselves were like, I, you know, I think Sid will no-show your show. <laughs> well, you better not. <laughs> because yeah, one of the moderators was, was his podcast uh, host. <laughs> so, uh but yeah, no, it turned out really well. And uh, when we heard that Cauliflower was, you know, being postponed, we said, hey, let's do it again and see if we can make a fundraiser out of it, see who we can get for it. And um, uh, unfortunately, because again, it switched from the fourth to the third because we didn't want to go up head on head against uh, WWE, you know, with NXT. They announced that like last second. Um, some things have changed a little bit. We got basically everybody still um, square, but we're trying to get a couple of different like surprises, you know, and uh, when I say surprises, names that are being thrown around are like Mick Foley, Jericho, JR, The Big Show, um, they're, they're big names, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll anchor a couple of them to the, uh, the program last second and uh, we'll see some neat stuff and throw some more cool names at everybody. We're only going to do uh, four hours this time, I think, maybe a little bit more than four hours, um, but again, it'll be fun for the fans and also... One of the overall things that I wanted to plug uh, today was that we're really pushing to try to get you know more memberships uh, and, and new eyes and take advantage of um, this bad and turn it into a good, perhaps, and uh, get maybe a younger audience kind of interested in Cauliflower and, um, and just make some awareness to it. Uh, you know, I wrote Kamala's book, and uh, when I put that together, um, much like these virtual events, I did, didn't really attempt to make money off of them for myself. I wanted to see who I could help here. And, and that being Kamala. Um, and he lost both legs to diabetes. And then he's had other struggles, you know, 
wrestlers are being looked at as independent contractors even still today, and uh, medical costs and all we're, we're incurring. Um, and Cauliflower has jumped in to help on a number of t- occasions for him. And, uh, uh, you know, so that's opening people's eyes to that, that this is a nice um, institute, and they've helped people um, who brought entertainment to us. You know, we remember back if you were talking about um, – World Warrior Animal passing, you know, uh, family memories, you know, and that's your whole uh, demographic, by the way, so it's perfect for us. Um, it, it's great to be able to give something back to them when there are problems, you know, like some have seen. So uh, that's kind of what this is. So obviously you have the back of the Cauliflower Alley Club. Are we going to see, like, represented the Cauliflower Alley Club during this to kind of, you know, come on and talk about? Because I'm a member. I'm a lifetime member. I haven't been able to go the last few years due to just travel costs. But it's a great organization. It's an amazing kind to get to see, you know, it's not like a meet and greet thing where, you know, you stand in a line, you walk up, they sign their autograph, and then you move on. You get a chance right. to sit down and, uh, you know, talk with these guys. Um, kind of an interesting story on my end, uh, years ago, Dr. Death Steve Williams, he was, a, he was there uh, two years in a row. And one year he's coming out of the building, and I talked to him earlier in the day, and he said he's looking for a place to get a steak. And I was like, well, there, there's the restaurant over there. And then he looks at me and he goes, he tells me, oh, I hate to eat alone. You want to come have, You want to come join me? Sure. So I went over and I sat at the table. You know, he had his steak or whatever. And, you know, I had a drink. And we just talked to you know, him and Terry Gordy and restaurant. And that's what you get to do at Cauliflower yeah. Alley Club because you're not just a fan. I mean, yes, there are the fans. But, you know, you're not just a fan there. You're, you get a chance to sit down and talk with these guys and, hear their right. stories and all. And I think it's a great organization. Like you said, they help a lot of people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate too. Back to animal for a second. Uh, he was booked for this. We had a slot for him <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, we're going to get someone to replace him, of course, but I mean, you can't really replace him. Um, and I'm sure we'll be talking a little about him, uh, come that day as well, as well as other, as they say, brethren who have fallen or, um, have, have you know come on some bad times as well so um but not to bring down the mood uh what'll be a neat uh point for this whole event is to hear the the, the road stories and and to uh interact so it's an interactive uh event where people on social media will be able to uh say like you know post a question to us on a facebook page uh their picture will appear on the screen along with their question and you know so like uh Jack Phillips in Minnesota will ask, and then you'll see his his question, and then the wrestlers will respond to it. So it's pretty cool. We're going to do the best we can to bring that interactive and that uh, road story, and you you as part of one of the behind-the-scenes guys in this exclusive club um, you know, to the rest of the nation. And uh, like you, I've always had an issue getting to uh, Cauliflower. My, personally, I'm also a teacher. So uh, it, it typically falls in Las Vegas, which is on the other side of the country for me, and on a date that is close to spring break, but not spring break. So I would have to take another week off coinciding, you know, in tandem with uh, spring break. And your principal doesn't want to hear that when you're a teacher, that you're going to take an extra week off. We just gave you a week, you know. So it's always been tough for me, but um, hopefully this is going to open up uh, more people you know, awareness wise to the club, uh, and allow some people to check out something that's pretty close to, uh, the reunion. Um, I just want to caution people that this is not a replacement for the reunion. 
It's a temporary fix this year that could become a separate entity within itself every year. We may try to do this uh, with the success of COVIDCon, which we did back in May and also another one in June. Um, when did we do it, July? We did two of them. Uh, the, uh, the idea is to uh, update some of these old timers that don't necessarily have video and this and that. So we're working on that. You know, some of the guys, they don't really have the technology, but um, we're getting there. We had a couple of call-ins last time and stuff like that. And uh, um, bringing the brand of cauliflower up to a more modern, you know, technological uh, uh, reality, I think, is uh, another goal to this, to give them a brand outside of just meeting once a year you know they have a website but they don't have like any sort of stream or like video of this and any sort of interactive um, uh, means for a panel uh, event like this so that'll be something neat and new that maybe we can throw into this and give them a second cool event every year um, if it takes off so we hope uh, your your audience takes to it and decides to, to throw in for it um, yeah it's 9.99 uh, again that helps cauliflower uh able to help a lot of the guys that we watch growing up and stuff um just like you now unlike covacon this is going to be exclusive to fight tv correct there won't be the the facebook feed of it there will be a facebook feed as well um it'll be a little bit more selective we'll be open for the uh, the questions and all um we do encourage people to go over there also if they want to be part of the interactive um group getting asked some of the questions that's uh Facebook.com backslash groups backslash wrestling bookmarks. And that's where you can ask your questions. And I believe the hashtag for Twitter to ask questions will be, I think, hashtag C-A-C-Colicon, I believe. C-A-U-L-I-C-O-N. Um, so now, are we going to are, are have the normal moderators for uh, this show? Are, are we going to have Ed? Are we going to have Rob? Are we going to have those guys for... Uh... For Collie Con or, or CAC got a couple things ideas. Well, so we got a little bit of all of it. Uh, we definitely have Ed. We may have Rob. Rob also is from the film world, and he has a uh, uh, a film festival, big Canadian film festival, this the same weekend. Um, he might be able to deck in with us. We're working on that. Um, Brian Blair from CAC will definitely be there to open up the show. Um, as will Vance Nevada and, and various other um, individuals from uh, past CAC fame, as well as their board and members and all, uh, they'll have a spot as well, um, talking about what the club actually means and what they do and, um, you know, and, and helping out that way. Uh, I believe Fight TV is also providing a few additional, um, I don't know if we want to call them moderators or question askers or, uh, whatever one of them might be, Matt Stryker, I hear. Uh, Medusa Maselli might be in. Uh, Nick Aldis, I think. So it's a good range of different people, um, you know, that'll be showing up and helping out. Uh, Brian Blair is a bit of a politician. He's out trying to get some more names thrown in there, too. So we, we know we're going to have a bunch of different um, surprises that night of people that just kind of show up and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't expect this. This will be cool, you know. And people will be able to interact with them and uh, and push the name of of cauliflower at the same time. So super cool. Brian Blair, a bit of a politician. That that that's an understatement. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So yeah, he's now, you know, the cauliflower club now. He's the president. Uh, yes, uh, president and CEO of the Cauliflower Rally Club. I've had a chance to talk with Brian on a couple of occasions when I've been out there. So, and of course, you know, watching one WWF television back in the day. So, um, one thing about this, and this is what I find kind of fascinating, is, and I've been watching this basically since the beginning, because when you first announced COVID Con, I'm like, okay, well, what's really? And I saw the lineup, and I'm like, how the hell are they going to pull this off? This is like literally 25 hours of every half hour. <laughs> A different, yes. and there are people on there. I'm going, well, who's this guy? Never heard of this, but I want to see this because I want to hear more about this. You know, yeah. how did you start it? You know, and what's the process behind it? Because I know in the beginning, you know, like we mentioned, Ed, and if you, if you watch the beginning of COVIDCon and then you see what he does now because he's hosts with wrestling bookmarks and all that, big change. You know, you can see he's a lot more comfortable in his spot. The very beginning of COVIDCon, <laughs> you could tell he was a little off his game, a little shaky or whatever, because, you know, I mean, there were some big names and, he had a lot of little technical things come back. I believe like Brian Knobs got cut off early or got cut off. I think he was on his phone. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there were a lot of technical issues, but you know, just what went into putting together COVIDCon, what goes into putting together, you know, bookmarks every day. Cause I know you're behind the scenes and you're pretty much there. You may not be on screen, but you're there in case something yeah, comes up. So you put a lot of time into this. It's mostly me. I don't know why I do it. I'm a nut, but I, I stay connected to the business somehow. I, you know, I was a pro wrestling manager, uh, back in the day, I played Tim Chi a little bit for Kamala, and I was, uh, as Kenny Casanova, it's sort of like a Jimmy Hart, Captain Lou Albano type manager. Um, and uh, once I kind of stepped away from it a little bit, um, I became a wedding DJ. It is another story, but um, writing books got me back into it, and now I'm doing a bit of this, some of the behind-the-scenes the uh, work. And with Wrestling Bookmarks and COVIDCon, uh, I was there for every transition. Um, we, the night before, we got people testing uh, cameras and their phones, and everything seemed to work well, except for a couple little snafus we had. But you know that happens. Um, but so basically, I, I was on my phone all weekend or on the computer, and I would say, uh, "Hey, Rock Riddle, here comes the link. Um, if you come on in like a couple minutes, that'd be great. Click on." He would click on and wait. Um, then I would be looking for the next guy, right? For the next half hour. Hey, you ready to go? We can't find him. We can't find him. And we're calling him and we're looking for him. And then finally we find him and we send him the link and then he clicks on. So uh, what we wanted for the original COVID con was to kind of have like the fan type look. Uh, and that's what Eddie was bringing to the screen. Uh, you know, a fan kind of in a, at a, at a comic con, someone that you would see at a comic con kind of running the show. And he's a little bit of a comedian, but like like you said, he was kind of new and hadn't really talked to many wrestlers, if at all. I think he had, he was a friend of Brewer's Beefcake, but that was about it. He helped with his website a little bit. Um, and we decided to use him, and uh, yeah, he's been doing it every Thursday now, and we do like a mini, you know, um, a mini show every Thursday like that. And like you said, yeah, you can definitely see he's a little more comfortable with it now and stuff like that. But I I think he's good for it. <laughs> so. I always enjoy, you know, like a couple weeks ago, you know, you had, uh, uh, I was telling Glenn, you had uh, Jamie Hemmings from uh, Slam Wrestling. Not someone that may get a lot of, you know, time on an interview show or a podcast, but, you know, she is a writer. She writes for Slam Wrestling. She does a lot of the book reviews. So, you know, but she's someone you may not see on a yeah. thing like that. And uh, some of the authors you've had on COVIDCon and on Wrestling Bookmarks, not necessarily people you're going to see on a regular basis because they're not the 
They're not writing about the big name. They're not writing about the top star. They themselves aren't a known author. You know, they're just someone who, this is my interest. I want to write about this. And you're giving them an opportunity to do that. And I think that's great. Yeah, I appreciate that you understand, too. And that's really just it. I'm trying to take people uh, that you might not necessarily see an interview in, and we're pulling the interview out of them to try to show their passion behind um, what they do. A lot of these people that we're having on you, they don't make a whole lot at it, but they have, they're passionate behind it. Some of them do a good job, you know, too, um, not to take anything away, but um, they are behind the scenes people or, you know, like we've had photographers on and we, we're, we're highlighting the photographer. We're talking about the photographer's experience and, and you can see um, the time and the effort and the passion and, and the growth and their uh, hobby into a career or what have you with all of them. Um, I think it's just kind of neat and fascinating and, and hope that the audience that we're building um, is enjoying this. And I think, I think it's just because it's a little different. You know, um, you and I could have a, a podcast where we go over AEW results and WWE results, but everybody's doing that. So I'm trying to throw something a little different out there so it's not all the same uh, content with just different faces, you know? All right. Uh, now I'm going to bring Glenn into the conversation. I'm sure he's got a couple questions uh, he'd like to ask. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Here on Wrestling Memories Then and Now, we are talking Collicon with Kenny Casanova. And, uh, well, I, I just want to know, first of all, you know, with CAC being postponed for this year and you're putting on this uh, Collicon on the 3rd of October, are, are some of the, uh, are you going to try to recreate some of the CAC uh, staples, you know, like a cribbage tournament or is there going to be a strut off? I've heard about the strut off. <laughs> And also, is anyone going to be running a virtual uh, cheetah run uh, yeah, to the cheetah room back in the day uh, that the old uh, Godfather used to manage? Any of those things going to be appearing? I hope so. I can only say wait and see. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to strut, you know, uh, when you're a, a selfie situation. <laughs> well, you could pre uh, could pre-record a strut. Get a few can. people out there. You could lay down the challenge to a couple of these known <laughs> strutters. They could record that, and they can get their get their groove on if if they're having trouble with the selfie thing. I I think this this can be done. I I don't know about the cribbage tournament, uh, but also uh, bowling with Greg Valentine that could be on the table. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's when I well, I went out a couple of years back, and that was one of the things I, I was you know kind of walking around uh, at the Gold Coast and went down to the watched uh, some of the guys bowl like Adam Pierce's bowling, and I was watching Greg Valentine bowl, man, and man, I think I could take him. I think I can take him. I'm not much of a bowler, but I was watching him, man, and I think I could take him. But that's just some of the real genuine kind of uh, unguarded sort of moments that you get when you uh, you know yeah. take part in the Cauliflower Alley Club. It's uh, you know, like you said, it's not one of these uh, meet and greet things where everybody's in like chattel in and out. If you're lucky right. enough to get a smile or something, but this is uh, a whole different ball game, and it's uh, a well established thing. But it's a good thing where you can sit and talk to these wrestlers who you just you know like. I went out there and I, you know, I saw met Sergeant Slaughter and Ricky Steamboat, Ivan Koloff, guys I grew up watching, and it was just, it was just so, you know, it was almost surreal that you're these people were just so close to you in the first place. But being able to chat and kind of be down, let them be, feel like they can be down to earth and and, and be uh, just more than just the character, but you know, be 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 human and get humanized. I think that's what the right. fun for me, you know, for, for Cauliflower Alley. I know a lot of people love that too. And that that's really what makes uh, it really such a special, special club. Right, right. 
Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we're definitely going to try to recreate the vibe. We do want people to realize that this isn't the reunion. Um, and they made, it, they made it very clear that we couldn't call it the reunion because if it fell short, then people would complain. But we want people to know that it's a different entity, you know. Um, but at the same time, we're going to try to recreate all of the fun, cool stuff that uh, is being kind of uh, uh, canceled this year because of quarantine. And who knows what's going to happen next year, too. It may happen again. I don't know. They're saying now, what, 2021, we might be wearing masks till the end of the year. Uh, I heard that this morning. That sucks. <laughs> no, 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 no truth we'll here. No truth to the rumor that you guys are going to be running a where in the world is Dr. Mike Lano uh, during Colicon? <laughs> we had Mike Lano on uh, uh, recently uh, on the last COVID con. Did you know that? I didn't, I didn't, I missed out on this. Like, tell me a little bit more about Lano's appearance. I mean, this guy's a fascinating yeah. creature, man. <laughs> uh, so Lano wrote me constantly after the first COVID con. He said, Oh, I want to be on uh, the next COVID con and I'll, I'll produce a, a cool segment. I'll put something neat together. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I will right, we'll put you on the last segment. And who are you going to get? He wanted the interview. So he's like, I'm going to get Abdullah the Butcher. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> he did. He, pro- he produces Abdullah the Butcher, and he had Leapin uh, uh, Lanny on, and he had uh, uh, Pampero Furpo. Am I saying his name right? Yes. Uh, he had his daughter on. And um, really neat segment, actually. He did a good job. But um, I know Lano from uh, – he's a photographer who many say – sometimes claims work that's not his own, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I'll, I'll say that's arguable. I don't know if that's true, or not. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he, he's given me some, uh, some pretty neat pictures for my books. He had the back cover for uh, Vader time, my Vader autobiography I did with Leon, uh, where it had a neat picture of um, him winning the triple crown. And he's like drinking a, a beer and sitting there with all three belts on his shoulder. It's kind of a famous picture. Oh, that's a classic shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he uh, he had a neat picture of a backstage shot uh, in Sabu's book that we used. Um, he had a couple of pictures in Kamala's book. I think he's got a picture of an early Tito Santana in Tito's book. Um, yeah, I think he's got a picture in Beefcake's book, too. So, um, yeah, we've used a few of his, his pictures before. Uh, but I, I do understand he's he's got this weird mythical, <laughs> um, uh, you know, story behind him. Uh, it's funny when he emailed the guy, I don't know if you ever had any interactions with him, but he, he writes the entire body of the email in the subject line. Yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, you can only imagine because then you got to kind of like scroll and kind of maybe cut paste or <laughs> to see what he, he's writing sometimes. It's but, part of the mystique, man. Part of the mystique. Yeah. He's claiming he's going to put something together for this one. I said, if you can, I'll put you in the spot. But, uh, you know, let me know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Is he, he going to give him, like, enough time? Uh, like, what an average canvas cavity the TV uh, little show he used to have on? Because, man, he can, you, uh, he's an interesting cat. He can get some good guests. Yeah, so I figure, man, you want to open it up? Give him, give him the time of day. Yeah. I mean, good. Let him run with it. This is the fascinating yeah. stuff about professional wrestling. Yeah, that's the kind of thing we try to do, man. I'm trying to put weird stuff out there that's different than just look, you know, review uh, NXT versus AEW or something. So uh, uh, why not? 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, as far as like some of the new or the wrestlers that are uh, in the current day, a uh, guy's been around for a while, and I just love his stuff now at Impact. He's just hilarious because he's just playing this over the top veteran. Is Johnny Swinger, man? That guy is killing it these days. My God, he's got to be on there. You got to book Johnny Swinger. The Swing Man has got to be around. His thing is just. I first time I saw him, like, what the hell? It's Swinger. What the, he's still he's still in great shape and stuff. And they, they saddled him with this. I mean, he is just—you know—he's just having a hell of a good time. But Matt, talk about that'd be a hell of a guy to book first. You're just kind of a part of the current uh, product because he just—he just—he harkens back to some of those kayfabe days, and he's—he's he's kind of a lot. He's pretty much he's a lot of fun. I mean, he—it's them, and I like the guys. Uh, I mean, from from talking shop to the Good Brothers. I mean, it's some of that oh, stuff yeah. that just keeps wrestling kind of fun and quirky, and it lets you step back and not take everything so serious and follow everything like you're following like a super sports fan and you're getting all the the melter like angles sometimes you just got to pull back and just enjoy it for what it is yeah. fun definitely definitely i agree <laughs> yeah i'm gonna bring uh mike mccurdy back into the conversation it's good chatting with you kenny and uh i i'm, I'm hoping for bowling with greg valentine i'm gonna cross my fingers on the strut off <laughs> sounds good to me all right brother yeah, you bring up Mike Leno. I've, I've known Leno for years. And yeah, Kenny's right. Uh, you get an email from Mike, and the first like half of the email is in the subject. And but yeah, I've, 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 I've corresponded. <laughs> you you describe him perfectly. I love Leno. I think he's a great guy. You know, and he's got connections. He used to be uh, contribute to my uh, podcast years ago. We gave him like a monthly segment, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to bring on Molly Holly." Okay, cool. Oh, I'm going to bring on, uh, we had Molly Holly, Rip Rogers, uh, God, who else did he bring on? I mean, he brought on great guests. I mean, it was fun to be able to talk with him and all, and he would do his interview segment. We'd chime in with a few questions, so, yeah. you know. And on Bookmarks, yeah, yeah, I believe he did a, he did a uh, segment with, um, oh, yeah, yeah. the photographer guy. The photographer. The, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but it's the, the McCann, Detroit McCann. Wrestling. McCann. Yeah, he was. Uh, Romer? Give me a minute. I'll come up with his name. It wasn't Scott Romer, though. No, no. No, not Scott Romer. It's the guy who did no, the no. from Detroit or Houston or something like that. I forget what. But the entire book is just like photos from that. I think it was Matt Brock. Stadium organization. <laughs> I'll, be for, I'll get his name here for a second. I, it is, for whatever reason, he's drawn a blank. And I, you know, I was directing it but i'm trying to work so uh making me think back too far <laughs> um anyways as far as you know you know the guests you've had on uh, who are some of the guys that you know that maybe are going to be coming up on wrestling bookmarks that people might want to tune in to see and you know who are some of the ones that you're hoping for the ones that you're trying to grasp because i for one would love to see like you know Jim Cornette on a on a COVID con or something. I think that would be great. Who's asked him? I think he'll come on eventually. He's kind of like uh, distancing himself from things other than just his own podcast right now because he has so many. He does so much of them all the time. Uh, uh, you know, three hour podcasts. He's just two of them a week or something like that. So get it. But we'll get him on eventually. I think um, we have uh, actually Scott Romer. I think is next. I want to say he might even be next, and he just said his name it's almost like he predicted who was coming but um yeah i think he's coming on with john cosper i'm not always on it sometimes i am uh i won't be on this time i think we got scott uh scott Teal at some point we'll be back on again he did our covid con before 
Um, who else is coming? This week is, uh, or so tonight, is Vance Nevada, who is the newsletter writer for Cauliflower Alley Club. Um, and I don't know if people know this, but if, um, if you're part of the Cauliflower, you get a really cool newsletter that's almost like a magazine. It's like super, super well-written and nice, um, collectible keepsake almost too. Um, and I think you get, I think they do two of those a year. Maybe, maybe there's three. Um, but yeah, I believe so the newsletter is quarterly or it's supposed to be. Quarterly? Yeah. I believe it's supposed to be so, quarterly. Yes. I just got mine in the mail yesterday. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Vance Nevada so, tonight at 8.30. I'm sorry? Well, you know, you can go back on Facebook and find uh, the interviews because that will have aired by the time our show airs. But Vance Nevada is a great guest. Uh, I used to work on shows with him in uh, Portland, Oregon. He used to come down from Canada oh, yeah. and do the uh, the Portland. I don't know if you've ever really sat down and talked with him, but if you do, ask him about, see if he's willing to tell you a story about what happened uh, on a trip down to Portland from Canada. Uh, he actually okay. got, I believe it was, I believe it was five years, but he got banned. He got cut off. He could not, cause he was going across the border and all that stuff. And I believe they caught on something. And I think he couldn't come in for like, I think it was like five years. Really? Like okay. he couldn't cross over for some reason. There's some story behind it, but he had to, he was like just about to start on a run with the Portland wrestling as Portland wrestling's a uh, champion. And then this happened. Huh. So I, I believe it was like a five year ban. Yeah. But it's, it's an interesting story. Oh, uh, a guy's name is Jeff Winningham was the name of uh, the yes. other photographer. Yeah. Jeff Winningham? Yes. yes. So uh, that's what we're saying. I don't know why I do it back there. That's who I'm looking for. I'm, like, I'm seeing in the book and the book. And he just did a reprint of it, too. It's like 75 yeah, yeah. bucks with a dust cover. But it's, it's yeah. huge. Big, though. It's a, yeah. Pretty cool. You know, well, uh, we're getting close to the end of the show here, and, you know, we're promoting everything. October 3rd, obviously, Collie-Con, Wrestling Bookmarks on Thursdays at 7, 8.30 Eastern? Uh, yeah, 8.30. Is Bookmarks 8:30. on Thursdays? Yeah. Okay, i got to remember that because I'm central. So I usually watch you because I have a show of my own, Offshoots TV, on Thursday nights at 9 o'clock. I usually watch Bookmarks okay. while I'm getting ready, and then I switch over to my stream yard, and we do Offshoots TV usually like right after uh, right after wrestling bookmark. So I spend about two hours to three hours in front of the computer on a Thursday night. <laughs> but um, when you started all this, you know, the COVID con, Collie con bookmarks and all that, it was something new. You know, we weren't doing all the virtual, but now we've got right. uh, WWE doing virtual meet and greets. You've got the Thunderdome, which I still think is one of the weirdest concepts on the planet. I actually got to see how Thunderdome works because a friend of mine did it. And it's literally, okay. you, you sign in, you're watching the show on a computer, on your computer. That's it. It's just like what you're seeing on television. You're just watching it on your computer screen, and your face will appear somewhere amongst that myriad yeah. of a thousand people that are up there. It's, I, I'm glad it's free. I wouldn't, I'm glad people don't have to pay for this experience, because there, there's not much to it. But basically, um, you're just watching the show on your on your computer. It's not like you're actually watching from that seat. That would be neat if they could do that. You know, you get the angle. Maybe that'd be old. See, that's what I was wondering. I was wondering if you have like one of the the, the pictures in the front row. Are you seeing it from that view? I was like, is that how they're doing it? Because that would be kind of cool. You know, you got two guys yeah. fighting, and that's what you get. But no, it's just you're just watching the TV screen, and your picture is right. projected on the Thunderdome. Right. But virtual has become like the new thing. 
you know, you were kind of one of the guys that first started with it, but now it's becoming kind of like the new thing. Um, yeah. As COVID clears up, if it clears up, um, do you see more virtual stuff like this becoming like the norm? Because it's a lot easier because people don't have to travel to do these conventions and meet and greets. They can do them right from their own home. Do you see this as I mean, kind of so, the yeah. new thing we're doing? Yeah, I, and I and I thank I thank you for the accolade of one of the first with the wrestling uh, thing. I think that is the case. We haven't found anybody else that did anything like it. What had happened basically was um, being a school teacher, I was forced to uh, figure out how to kind of like, you know, Zoom teach, you know, teach kids on Google Meets and stuff like that. Blah. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, which is not great. It's not easy. It's not fun. Uh, a lot of people out there might argue, oh, teachers just get to sit home with their junior version. It's a pain in the ass, man. Like, hunting the kids down and uh, figuring out how long you can go. If you go too long with the kid, they'll shut down, you know? So you almost have to make it short. Really. Today's generation uh, needs little little bits of information quickly and, and they're done with it or they'll lose attention quick, um, you know? So, uh, I, so yeah, back to the question. Uh, I think so, yeah, because now we've introduced everyone to the platform. Everybody knows the... the uh, um, you know, the software and, and just how it works and gets a little bit more. And people are setting up these mini uh, studios in their house, you know, where you can maybe key screen or green screen in a key in a, uh, what do they call it, Chromacast, like, like a background or something behind you. Um, and they have these nice mics and, you know, they know to wear the headsets and the whole deal. Um, so absolutely, I would imagine if this stuff ends anytime soon, um, you'll probably see more zoom type shows and stuff they're so much cheaper to produce and now it's accepted you know i think it's been ushered in and i don't i don't think that necessarily it'll all go away um i think it's part of the part of mainstream now so we'll see are you finding it easier as the time goes on with like some of the older guests because i know from doing you know podcasts you'd be like okay we're going to call you on your phone oh okay we're going to call you on Skype. I don't know how to use that Skype. Oh, crap. Okay. Right. Uh, now you're telling them, okay, you're going to click on this link, turn on your camera, you know, and I know a guy yeah. like, you know, say Tracy Smothers, you know, Sid, uh, Brian Knobs. Yeah. Not the most technologically advanced guys. Love them to death. They had great stories, but technology isn't exactly their, uh, their, their forte. Um, right. Is it becoming easier? Because I know that was my difficulty with some of the older guys was just trying to – and I finally just go, you know what the hell with it? We're not going to use Skype. We'll just call you on your phone. And they'd answer on their landline in their living room. You know, you'd hear their wife or TV in the background, and they didn't care. But do you see it's, is it becoming easier as time goes on to explain the technology to the, to the older generation? Yeah, I think there's, uh, they're getting over the learning curve, some of them. Um, and that's just like you're saying, them learning over and over, okay, I got to do this or what have you. Like uh, what happened on – the first one we did, the COVID con, uh, we could not, for the life of us, get Nasty Boy. <laughs> um, who was it? Uh, Brian Nobbs was on. Um, I think, was it Brian Nobbs? Yes. It was Brian Nobbs, right? So, uh, it was Brian Nobbs. And we we told him over and over again, okay, your, your, your earbuds that we're suggesting that you put in, they haven't connected to your phone. So what you have to do is you have to shut off your phone and then turn it back on and then it'll connect and everything will be fine. But he, he just wasn't doing it. <laughs> and there was like a half an hour almost, it seemed, of him just trying to do it. So we, 
he was miming, he was sort of pantomiming uh, what we wanted <laughs> to get from him as far as what he was plugging and different things. Um, so, yeah, it was a big mess. But now I don't see that as much. Um, it seems like many of these guys are learning that they have to do this now because this is sort of uh, the means to get your plug in, to get your uh, appearance, you know, set. And um, there's another guy that's kind of jumped on it. Is his name Avi? Avi Klein? I don't know. He has a bunch of oh yeah, the old timers now, and they're all they're all streaming. Uh, he's got Don Morocco and Paul Roma and uh, Glacier and maybe a few others I'm not remembering. Um, and they all seem to be no problem. You know, really the best, I think, uh, tidbit of information I can offer is if you got a home computer, use your home computer. It seems to work the best. You'll have the best uh, connection and a headset's always good too. So you don't get feedback. So we seem to be, I think one of my favorites is still <laughs> Sid. Seeing Sid do these video conferences in the podcast is great. Cause yeah. you know, I love listening to him and Rob, you know, sometimes the content is like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever, but it's Sid. So I think it's great. You're able to bring a guy like that and put him into the limelight again. He gets a spotlight again. Cause Sid's great. Yeah. He's got great stories, whether or not, you know, there's yep. an entire truth to them and all, but I think that's yeah. kind of the fun thing about all this virtual <laughs> stuff is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, Rick Flair, he was in uh, Puerto Rico and Brody died. No, um, <laughs> Go back and listen to Woo Nation. He actually tells that to Conrad. He was in Puerto Rico the night Brody died. Ric Flair was nowhere in Puerto Rico the night Brody died. I don't know why he said it, but he did. And it is preserved for, you know, ever. He was probably uh, in Space Mountain, and that's what made it happen. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, what's been, you know, so far, what's been one of your favorite moments or your, one of your favorite interviews or questions or something that's come up during, uh, you know, this so far? Geez, like a big blur because there's so many of them, but uh, something that stands out. I think um, it was kind of neat when we had uh, Bushwhacker Luke was talking to Fred Ottman, the Shockmaster, and then all of a sudden just randomly Gilbert jumps on the screen, and then he goes away, and then Coco Beware is on the screen. <laughs> I just I was directing, by the way, uh, COVIDCon, and I would get bored after a little while because basically I was behind the scenes and not really being able to hear the, um, the, uh, the actual interviews, but I could see what's going on and a little bit of background sound. So I knew that the audio was working. So I just started calling random wrestlers up to say, Hey, can you do a run in on this guy? And they're like, what? I'm like, just click on the link and come in real quick and say something dumb. And then you can leave. And Gilbert was like, all right, I'll do it. So like I, I had a couple of those guys. Tito Santana jumped in on, on a guy's, uh, a uh, guy out of Austria, uh, Michael, I'm not going to say his name right, but he's a, I know he's a Finnish, a Finnish wrestler, right? He's a Finland guy. Um, uh, jumped in the middle of his, and he was just there, and he plugged his book real quick and then left, and, and the guy was like, what the hell was that Tito Santana? <laughs> you know, so uh, me being an idiot behind the scenes is kind of fun for me. <laughs> but I might do that a little bit more here in this next one, I think. A big thank you to Kenny Casanova for being on the program this week. Don't forget to check out KaliCon here in the early part of October. For Kenny Casanova, the grizzled vet Mike McCurdy, I'm Glenn Broggett. You have been listening to Rasslin' Memories then and now. So long.